Hey, welcome back to Torch the Tavern, everybody. My name's Jameson Oxford, and I'm your schoolmaster today. We left off with me trying to murder the entire party. They actually got to a point where they had a long rest, and but the good news is, is that we've got somebody coming in as their pitch hitter to maybe, just maybe, save their life. Spoiler alert. He won't. But that person is... Hi, I'm the master of this fucking school of hard knocks, and I am Randall, and I am back, and man, you should have seen the downfall on my face when he said, pinch hitter to save their ass, I was like, yeah, and then he immediately took it away, and I've never been more betrayed. <laughs> you're gonna try to save him, and you're just gonna end up in the same boat, because that's my job. And to my left. Well, if he's the pitch hitter, then I am just the... Continuous, continuous Eldritch Blast Thrower. I thought you were going to say Hit Pitcher, and I was like, is that like a pitcher full of marijuana? It might be. Why has it got to be marijuana? What are you trying to say? Because you got to take a hit. <laughs> ah, ah. I'm Roy. I play Roy. I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Roy. Shit. No, that's cool. He's Roy. It's true. Mitch can hardly tell the difference when he's around. True, he's totally lost touch with reality. We actually had to give him a hiatus because we had to put him in a nice little room because he kept screaming about fishing and trying to lift everybody off the ground. He yelled at perches. It was weirdest shit I've ever seen. Something about perch. And to my left. Was uh, once again your favorite dwarf wizard bringing you searcher's sounds from the other planes. And to my left. To his other side of the looking glass is of course Jeff and he is portraying playing interpreting more like the gentleman the skeleton Mr. Grimm and uh you know we're happy to be back yes and beyond that we're going to survive. That's what we do. So yeah, basically, the thing you should take away from all this is please support us. We are in desperate need of straight jackets at this point because we're all losing our minds. We're lost way deep in this. I'm great. Everything you guys can send. Randall is in denial. Uh, <laughs> it's the first stage. <laughs> the first stage is always <laughs> denial. I've been there since episode one. <laughs> It's true. Other people who've been here since episode one, we already lost one of you. He hit the fifth stage. Real quick. Tavern keeping. I want to remind everybody, because it's a big deal to us, we love that you listen. Please like and rate us, because it's your number one way of helping us out get to other people. We want to have our show grow, and straight up, we don't have a huge audience yet at this point we need your help we aren't part of a big network it's just us we're throwing our you know our extra money we make from working our nine to five jobs at this and if you can like support rate us five stars tell a friend you are the ones who help the tavern grow you're the reason that roy can stay in the tavern and not get kicked out on the street by kendra because she might not be able to pay the bills you know we need that support. Like, if you want to watch something grow and be a part of this community that we hope to build, this is your chance, because this is the beginning. 
It's been a year, and this is the beginning. Even nicer. Leave us a, you know, leave us a little review. You know, say say something nice if you if you're enjoying what you're hearing every week. It would be cool to, you know, get some feedback now and again. Yeah, and you don't have to say something nice. If you're going to write the review, please say something nice. Actually, I don't really care. <laughs> you can you say, something say something mean nice. in the email. You could literally just say balls yeah, we, on we it love a bunch that. of times. In fact, I dare you to do yeah. it. I fucking dare you. Rate it five stars and then go to a review <laughs> and just put balls in it a bunch of times. <laughs> That'll do it for me. I was going to give people our email, but now I don't want to. <laughs> Because I know I'm going to get a lot of balls. That'll get me going. Now, give him, give him the email. Our email, if you want to yell at me because I'm a terrible DM who fucks up the rules all the time, is torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can scream at me for days. I'll read them and I'll try to message you guys back because I need friends and enemies. I live a pretty sedentary life. And frenemies. And frenemies. I love frenemies. They're my favorite. Yeah. Long story short, a listener... You're hired. You're our new marketing department. <laughs> We've really needed it. So go ahead and just just keep keep marketing for us. I'd love that. We'll pay you in content. We will. Sweet, sweet content. And if you want more content, if you want a sweet, sweet raise, all you have to do is pay us first and go to the Patreon and you'll get a sweet, sweet raise in content. <laughs> it's true. A little bonus content on our Patreon, which once again, towards the tavern at Patreon. You can find that. You can check out the recordings on there that are private for Patreon donators, such as Dylan having a conversation with the headmaster, or maybe some world lore, maybe stuff like that. That's true. I'm doing my best to release something special on our Patreon at least once a month, and I hope to get to a point where I can release more. At this point, it's a lot of just extra world lore stuff that you may or may not be interested if you get into us. Tell some stories from the grim side once once or twice, maybe. Mm -hmm. We could. Maybe we'll finally learn the secret of Roy's origins. Nah. It's just not special. That's the dark secret. It's like Ray. Don't give it away for free. Jesus. Yeah, edit that out. They don't get to know. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> That's what she said. Mm. That's weird. So take it out. Usually it's, 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 a, a, little, it's a Mormon it's, thing. It's an in-out motion. It's, it's yeah. a Mormon thing. It's called soaking. Yeah, soaking. <laughs> Gross. It, it is called that. Don't be grossed out by their religion. It's a real thing they do. That because apparently it's movement. Yeah, that's the sin. That's why they don't God dance. God is a T-Rex and he only sees movement. That's what it is. The website is also live. Uh, you can find us at torchlittavern.com where you can find links to all the things we say. I try to put a link for all of our streaming services. Spotify, our Patreon, Podbean, which hosts us, thanks to them, and YouTube, all of it should be up there. Uh, you can also find our Gmail. If you want to send us messages, you can do it there. And other than that, thank you guys again for listening. I guess we'll get to it. Let's get into it. What are we going to do before we get into it, though? We're not going to get right into the story, are we? I did tell you guys that you leveled up. I put you through some grueling combats, and I think I'll reward you with that good, good level up that you love so much. Yay! So, what'd you guys take? What'd you guys do? I want to hear. I want to know what I'm up against, because I'm trying to kill you guys. I need to know how to combat it. Well, I got another level in Rogue to hit 8 and picked up the alert feat because too many goddamn times have I been surprised and I am sick of it. <laughs> Assassins are a pain.
Everybody knows about uh, a certain wizard in D&D named Bigby. And uh, I decided that I liked one of his spells. And I now have Bigby's hand. Bigby is like a giant, uh, very intelligent insect with wings that cast spells, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. Elysian plane, if I remember right. Joke is trash. Leave it in. (laughs) You leave that joke in. That that joke is trash. It was so trash that I thought you were serious at first. I was like, is Bigby a giant insect? I don't know the lore there. Giant insect. I don't know the lore either. I think they have talked about it, but originally they never did. I mean, the D&D's been going on for so fucking long. They've got to have talked about it. Uh, maybe. We love wizards. I've been playing their shit since I was fucking 14. I love Wizards of the Coast. Okay, back on track. So, Randall took a level of Rogue and got the alert feet. What did Bop take? Oh, Bigby's what? That was the joke that we totally ran off with. Yes, just Bigby's hand. That's what I've got. You just got a spell? That's it? Yeah, I mean, some stat boost, but yeah. Ninth doesn't do a lot for wizards. It's oh, okay. literally just. S- simple level up for the wizard, huh? I get a fifth level spell. That's what I get. Oh, it's a new level of spell. Cool. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Bigsby is a fifth level. I didn't think about that. That's one of the spells that could fight Bruce, the hand so strong. What about Roy? Roy needs a level up, like right the fuck now. Royan. <laughs> picked up a new ability. It's called. Misty Escape. Therefore, since I'm a warlock, I can go ahead and just get rid of Misty Step. So bye, Misty Step. Misty Escape is here, and I also picked up a new spell. And that spell is called Enemies Abound. What does that do? I'm not going to tell you. You bitch. (laughs) You can Google that shit or find out in due time. Uh, You know me. I'll not do my homework. Grim. Yes. I'm very excited to be slowly regaining my power back. Yeah, Grim doesn't so much level up as regain what was rightfully his to begin with. Mm, precisely. Uh, being in this world has taken me back to my roots, uh, which means I got another level in Ranger. Shh, you guys didn't know this, but I've been secretly taking Ranger levels. And with that, I got some cool, cool fucking stuff. So... I'm going to take this opportunity to explain what exactly cool stuff I got. I was looking around because I like stuff that's not the normal stuff, and I'm a pain in the ass, so hello. And I found this really cool source book called Erlen's Stolen Notes to Velia. I don't know how to say it. (laughs) Can you say her name? Yeah, so it's made by Anne's Flashbacks, specifically Anne Gregerson. So big shout out to Anne for making some stuff that I really dug. So I took this ranger archetype called Bone Carver, because I'm a bone man, and how handy is that? It's pretty fucking handy. So I got some cool fucking stuff because of that. Some neat spells and this thing called Scrimshaw that we're going to get into soon. All right. Don't worry. Roy. That's me. Yeah. Roy, you are currently being carried, like, small child on his dad's shoulder style. Are you riding forward or backward on Daedalus' golden armored, solid, studly shoulder? Uh, he's got me in a nice fireman carry so I can still sling spells over his back. 
aiming your butt forward. Yeah. All right. And we're just going to pick up where we left off, where the initiative was you, Daedalus, the FOMOR, and you guys made use of your increased speed, Daedalus' increased speed, from Bop's spell. He gave him Longstrider. And you guys just ran away until you were out of range of the FOMOR's ranged eye attack. Yeah, fuck that thing. And we're going to end Daedalus' last round with you just breaking the cover of these, like, fallen pieces of stone that came off the tower when it kind of sagged in on itself. And you guys turn a corner, breaking line of sight with the FOMOR, and he's trying to disappear into this rubble. And what you hear from behind you guys as you kind of pick your way through the rubble is Fee-fi-foo-fum I smell the blood of a Newman bum. Hmm. Dalis, are we are we trying to hide in rocks right now? Uh, uh yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly what I'm doing. As he's just sort of he like parkours over a fucking low stone and then like slides under a couple that are He's moving as fast as his armored ass can go with you over his shoulder. While he's parkouring, does he yell out parkour? Of course. Parkour! How else do you do it? I don't know how... That's how you parkour. That's part of it. Yeah, it's true. It's the difference between parkour and free running. <laughs> which is much diff- Which is a little different than cool running. Cool running is the best type of running. That's what Roy does. <laughs> Who's the best pushcart driver in all of Jamaica? Roy. <laughs> Dalis, I don't know if this is the greatest idea. We should probably continue moving. Oh, no, I'm moving. Don't worry. Do you do anything to aid? Because, like, you can see stones getting tossed. Like, this guy is not letting stone work get in his way. If you guys missed last episode, Daedalus has, like, 20 hit points and no spells or healing left. And Roy is similar, I believe. Yes. I'll give you whatever you got from your level up back, but that's it. Very similar. Yeah, I got... I'm up to 17. As I recall, it was at 15. But, uh... Doesn't Daedalus have uh, health potions in his possession? I gave him, like, two. There's a couple. That's all they got. Yeah. In fact, Daedalus will go ahead and toss one to Roy from his belt, and he will be swigging the other. So, do 2d4 plus 2. Awesome, a whole five. <laughs> Thanks, Daedalus. Eight for Daedalus. Hey, Daedalus is still bloody in fourth edition parlance. The only thing that I kept. Well, that's the edition we don't speak of, so... I mean... Yeah, I like to speak of it. It's good to remember things that have gone horribly wrong, so you stay away from them. Kind of like Nazis. That's fair. Huh. All right. Ryan, what do you do? I've got not a lot to do here. Let's see. Here's something interesting. Would you allow me to make a sort of trap with Booming Blade? Explain what you mean. Maybe. As we're running through this rubble and rocks and shit, I would like to hit a rock with Booming Blade that is directly in the path of this here giant and when, hopefully, if he happens to brush up against it and it moves the rock, will it hurt him? So you want to, because I just told you that he's throwing rocks out of his way. Mm-hmm. And if something moves with Booming Blade, it, okay. 
Is that a thing you will allow? Okay, so typically Booming Blade doesn't do damage to things that aren't it, right? Like, it only hurts the person. It's not like an area of effect. On a hit, the target suffers the attack's normal effects, and it becomes sheathed in booming energy until the start of your next turn. If the target willingly moves before then, it immediately takes the 1d8 thunder damage, and the spell ends. Alright. So I'm a big fan of clever shit. Technically, nothing in that spell says that it'll do that, but what I will do is pull up the stats for a Thunderstone right now. Ah. And I will basically say that if he moves that Thunderstone, that, you know, you get a Thunderstone. Where yeah. is the Thunderstone? Does that not exist in 5th? It's on the homebrew page where I have it. I had Thunderstones. Homebrew page? Did they remove Thunderstone from the fucking item list? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Betrayal. Remember how I had Thunderstones? Yeah, I know. They're in the, the player's handbook. They should be. You know what? We weren't shitting on Wizards of the Coast, but I'm shaming them now. How dare you remove Thunderstone from the gear list? <laughs> yeah, honestly, how am I supposed to evolve my Pikachu? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, you give me these Pokemon in this game, <laughs> and I pull out these cards, and I think I'm playing the wrong game, but it doesn't matter. I need a Thunderstone. Randall, if you've got them. Can you tell us what a Thunderstone do? Because I'm about to do it to this foam war. On hit, each creature in a 15-foot radius of the target must make a DC 14 con saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes 1d4 thunder damage and is blinded and deafened for one minute. Okay. So as we're running by, I'm just going to slide my rapier across a big stone that we're running past. Okay. And just sort of gathers this weird vibrating energy that into the stone and uh, a few moments later you and Daedalus you find like this Lee in the stone and he's like kind of crawling through it thinking maybe the Fomor won't be able to follow you guys this way and you hear the sound of the the giant going Five, fo fee fuck <laughs> you hear a thunderous sound and then him saying that and you don't know if it worked but he definitely found it cool I'll take that and Daedalus, he's just running. It's like Daedalus is just going to keep the distance going. That's what he's going to do. Congratulations on your new mount. Yay. So this high stakes energy, I love it. And what I'm going to do with it is I'm going to cut to Grim and Bop. Yeah, get some of that low stakes energy in there. How does Bop sleep? Is he a little cannonball, like, curled up? Is he on his back flat? Is he a on-his-face-down-in-the-pillow kind of sleeper? What you notice, if you were to come upon Bop in this corner of the room, it seems like he nested in stone. It's as if stone leapt up from the ground to cradle him. So you literally have made yourself a little doggy bed with your transmutation power. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Are you curled up in this little thing? Because that's adorable. Just a tap bit. I'm not supposed to think Bop's cute. Just a tap. Just a tap. It's unholy. It's unholy. Grim, we've never described the way you meditate. What does that look like? So, yeah, Grim just goes dormant. So he can really do it any way he wants. Wait, so does he bone pile when he's not paying attention? Or is he just... Sort of a, a skeleton in clothes. He's just a skeleton in clothes. He just looks dead. He just looks super dead. Grim can do it any way he wants when he goes dormant. 
he could be standing, sitting, what have you. Since they gave us bunks, you would find Grim laid out straight as a board with his hands crossed across his chest and his caned sword sitting underneath his crossed hands and his hat set neatly to the side. And he would just be just looking like he was ready to be buried. Late. That's great. Evan snores. All right. (laughs) He does. He kicks a little too. Yeah, it's cute too. Y'all are adorable when you're not dying. Roy. You know that scene in Princess Bride when the man in black's minding his own business and a giant rock nearly explodes next to his head? Yeah. I'm going to say that it's like that, but first I'm going to roll an attack roll. What's your armor class? It's real, real good. I don't think you can hit it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's at a solid 15. You'd be wrong. Oh, well, fuck. You take... Nine damage. <laughs> okay. And the force spins Daedalus out. <laughs> what? The force of you getting hit while you're on his shoulder spins Daedalus and causes him to stumble and, like, lean against a rock. Okay. Roy, well, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Can you keep going? Because uh, he's gaining. Yeah. It is important to note that the rock you got hit with was the one you tried to booming blade. He rolled a nat 20 on this contract. Fuck. Yeah. And basically, yeah, you see him coming around the corner. Whatever Daedalus has been trying to do to get away from this guy is not working. You're still outside of the range of his evil eye, which is good because I can freaking kill you right now. I'm still out of range? Yeah. Okay, good. You come around the corner and Daedalus, who's been trying to wind his way around the side of the tower, has found a section of the tower and the library in particular, because that's basically where you're at, has collapsed in such a way that it has caused a dead end. That's not good. And Daedalus stops and he says, check that. I can't get us away. Jump. Uh, the, it's a 20-foot wall of stone. Please jump? <laughs> yeah. He says, so, I'm gonna set you down. Are you saying we're about to die, Daedalus? I'm saying that we're gonna have to make our last stand. No, we're not gonna die. Okay, well, Roy is gonna look back. Even though the words I just used are last stand, that's bad. We're gonna be, we're gonna be fine, Roy. It's not great. I'm going to look back and cast Toll the Dead. Okay. Like I said, he's just in eyesight. What's the range on that? Because you're past 60 feet. Well, I'm not. Okay. Going to cast Toll the Dead. You're not. <laughs> 60 feet is the range of his evil eye. If he's within it, you'd be hit. So he's 70 feet away. Well, not much else to do. Go back to all reliable. <laughs> Eldritch Blast. All right. Go ahead and do that. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a 24 and a 19 to hit those will both hit good I need them to wow that's pretty good that is 20 total damage no actually that's 24 total damage 24? yeah aiming at both legs to try and make them stumble okay 
Yeah, that doesn't seem to stop him. He's a big meaty boy, and even though chunks of his legs just get blasted off, it doesn't stop him. Fuck. It's Daedalus' turn. Daedalus sets you down and draws all of his equipment and sets himself between you and the Fomor. He also casts... Bless. That's a good fucking spell. Yeah, add a d4 to all your rolls. Not damage. Basically everything but damage, you get a d4 bonus. It's great. Yeah, I'm going to say that that is definitely his last spell. It's the Fomor's turn. So he can't get to you in this round, but he's going to move forward 30 feet and use his evil eye power. This time he's going to target Daedalus. Thank God. Yeah. So DC 14 charisma check. Yep. Daedalus says, yeah, thank Newman. As he fails his charisma check. Oh no, he don't. It meets the beats. Yep. Daedalus says, yeah, thank Newman. And you watch his eye kind of bulge and get super big. Like that scene in Guardians of the Galaxy where they're going through the portals. <laughs> but then it kind of goes back to normal. And he's like, that was weird. And it's now Roy's turn. How far is it now? Oh, sorry. I still have to take half damage. 27 it is. Roy, you're up. How far is it now? It's within range. He is only 40 feet away. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, it's all the dead. Okay. That is a wisdom saving throw. Okay. This wisdom is not great, but not, oh, not, not good enough. He rolled a seven. Good. High-pitched scream fills the air. That is 10 damage. 10 damage? Yeah. Not a great roll, dude. I mean, 2d12. Yeah. Alright. Daedalus moves to engage. Daedalus has 7 hit points. Shit. Daedalus charges. Hits. Does 11 damage. Daedalus just rolled well, guys. Yay! I'm, calling I'm cops. so proud of Daedalus right now. Daedalus rolled well. He did 11 damage. And it's the Fomor's turn. Daedalus has been struck. Fuck. Hey, here's the thing. Will you let me do it? What is it? Technically, it says when I take damage, but I would like for you to let me do a thing. You kind of already asked that question, like, literally 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I know, but you like me and we're friends. Hmm. I mean, I'm friends with Daedalus, and I'm about to crush this guy with a club. Yeah, I know. How much? Apparently, you don't like Daedalus that much. What do you want to do? You want to use Hellish Rebuke for someone else? I want to do a... No, 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 no. I want to do a couple things. If you'll let me. Okay. Elaborate. Yeah. I would like to use Misty Escape to jump in front of Daedalus. Okay, I'm listening. Are you going to allow that? I would like to take this hit for Daedalus. Yeah, that, I mean, that's against the rules. It's not your turn. You did go, but just gained a level up. They're cool new abilities, and I think I know what you're about to do. Okay. That's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. I'm not going to let you cast a spell because he took damage. 
I will let you take this hit. I mean, it's not a spell, it's an ability, so... But I'm going to let you take this hit knowing that it's going to do 23 damage. Okay. So I'm going to teleport in front of Daedalus as this giant is going to crush him. And as it hits me, I am going to proc Tomb of Levistus. Okay. Ice. Ice, baby. Yeah. What does that do? Once per short rest, as a reaction, when you take damage, you can entomb yourself in ice, which melts away at the end of your next turn. I gain 60 temp HP, and after I take damage, uh, I gain vulnerability to fire, and my speed is reduced to zero, and I'm incapacitated. Okay, for this whole round. For a whole round, and all these effects end when the ice melts at the end of the round. Okay, so describe that. So I'm going to just shut my eyes and ball my and ball my little fists, and I'm going to appear in front of Daedalus. And as this giant swings down, what I imagine is a club. Yeah, it's a big old club. He's gonna swing down this club, and as it's coming at my face, gross. <laughs> as it's swinging at my face, my eyes are gonna glaze blue, like a bright sky blue. And I'm going to be suddenly flash frozen entombed in a block of ice as it bangs off the side of it. Yeah, Daedalus has his shield up, like aimed above his head, getting ready to take this. And you can see that this Fomor has both hands on his club and are driving it down. And you appear standing on Daedalus's shield as the club comes down. And you do what you said. And he feels the weight of the hit, but he's like, what? And he peers over and he sees the block of ice with you in it. And he goes, Roy, no. It looks very much like if you've seen Dragon Ball Z's The World's Strongest, when Gohan and Krillin get hit by the ice guy and they just land on the ground in blocks of ice. It looks exactly like that. (laughs) Yeah, and then the other attack hits. You don't look like you're frozen in carbonite? No. The second attack from the Fomor's multi-attack crashes down on your ice block, doing another 25 damage. Okay. You have, like, 13 hit points left on that block, right? And you're done for the round? Like, you won't be able to do anything? How many total? He did 23 23, 25. 25, yeah. I've got 12 left and 13 regular. You've both been driven to the ground, and right at... The moment when you see this Fomor staring down at you, a rift opens above all of you guys that you guys can now see above the Fomor's head because you guys are on the ground below it. And a strange sight appears. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit! <laughs> and from the sky, about 10 feet up, falls Dylan. Do I see the Fomor? Yeah, out of a basically like a wormhole through space-time, wreathed in fire, like, yeah, it's like when Bill and Ted visited hell, you know? You come out and you see in front of you just this scene going on where it's Daedalus and Roy being attacked by a giant, and you are going to land basically right on this giant's head. What do you do? First things first, insight versus its deception. Okay. So that 20 total. It doesn't know you're here. Can you do that? I'm going to get advantage probably on the hit, so it probably doesn't matter. You succeed. He ain't got no deception. Yeah. He's a big old giant. Fee-fi-fo-fum. I don't understand complex emotions or 
Intrigue. 23 to hit its fucking eye. Okay, that's a hit. Okay, let me grab all these dice real quick. I stab it in his stupid fucking evil eye. Yeah, I don't think there's any amount of damage you could do that won't kill him right now. Yeah. So describe when you kill this Fomor. So, I fall out of the sky in a wreath in flames. As I am falling, the flames dissipate. Until you just see Dylan pulling out his dagger and falling straight towards its stupid fucking Fomor face and stabbing it in the goddamn eye and riding it as it bucks wildly as Dylan twists the dagger and then jumps off as it begins falling because fuck, I am not riding that train down to the ground. Look, this Fomor may have a low ant, but he went to Fomor College, okay? Yeah, but his eyes are fucking stupid. They are stupid. They're all googly and oddly shaped. Alright. And with the landing, I look at Roy and Dalis and go, Hey guys! Roy is sitting there, shaking. And he looks over at Dylan and he says, Fuck you! Ass! Daedalus says, Where have you been? Dylan. Yes, sir. You had last watch. It's like seven hours into everyone's rest, and uh, you're mostly healed. But you notice that a a signet ring bearing your family crest that you now have on you nowadays is starting to glow. God damn it. Um, you know that this is a signal that you are supposed to get in touch with someone, and the object you used to do that was in your bag of holding. <sighs> Oh, and that exploded everywhere. That's all. It's in my hair. It's on my glasses. It's just a mess. Yeah. Um, everybody else is Everybody else is out. Even, uh, like, the only one who seems vaguely aware of what's going on is the skeleton Mr. Grimm and Evan, who are distracted in quiet conversation. I'm just gonna, since they're awake and talking, I'm just gonna scamper a little bit, you know. Okay, yeah. Luckily, the way you guys came in is to your back. You know the way around here a little bit better than everybody else. Like I said, it's a little confusing, but you've been this particular path to get where you guys camped, you remember, and you find yourself back at the location where your gear blew up. If you want to grab any of your gear and stow it away in normal mundane means on your person, now's the time. Uh, Yeah, I'll grab whatever. Uh, First thing I do, of course, is I set aside that the item I'm looking for, and then I Which store I'll go ahead and as say much of my is shit a as possible. Small box about uh, four inches by four inches. It's like a little dice. It's like a little cube. Uh, and by the way, one of the items I quickly grab and make sure I grab is the half devil, half angel leather masquerade mask. I've kept the king really hit him in the soft spots. You know, <laughs> I'll grab my uh, plus one bolts, store those. And a few extra daggers from the pile. What's a few? Uh, This is important. You've made this important every time I brought it up. Uh, So on my person is about three or four, and I'm going to grab an additional three. As you're kind of walking away from the pile of junk, uh, sorry, very important loot that the DM has graciously given you. You, uh, You're kind of preoccupied looking and like storing things in a natural way on a body, uh, trying to figure out how to make a quiver of plus one bolts not look obtrusive when a invisible set of hands just suddenly covers your head with a sack and you feel the rough scaled 
taloned hands of several beings Daddy? lift you off the ground. Not quite. Mom! I, I don't think we have sex. I'll show you the world. Shining, shimmering. Let me go. Uh, we do not work for lust. Oh, yeah, I fucked her over, so that's a really good thing you don't. Wait, wait. You have no idea. Wait a minute, you said lust. Devils. Oh, no. Pride wants to talk to you, kid. Uh, he can call my assistant, and, uh, he, his name is Jen. You can talk to him, uh, through sending stones, or come to my office and, uh, set an appointment with him. I can put you guys on the book for next week, maybe. I'm kind of in the middle of something, so if you can just kindly set me down, uh, I can't really see, but any, anywhere's fine. I know you boys are busy. You can feel yourself being swiftly moved down a hallway. Oh! Like, like crowd surfed. Oh, so we're, you're, we're not, oh, okay. No, I, I don't think we're gonna take you up on that offer, though Jen sounds like a fantastic secretary. He's a good guy. Uh, he, 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 you know, after the Royal Guard and everything, he needed a job. And... You hear the sound of uh, two double doors being kicked open, and uh, you can feel your voice is now carrying in a larger room. Uh, you guys don't really take uh, pride in your work if you're kind of forcing this appointment, huh? Uh. We take pride in a lot of things, but... Our work we just take seriously. And uh, the blindfold is pulled off of you, and there is standing before you, uh, if you've done your studies, maybe oh. I should make you roll Arcana, uh, a Cambian demon, a, and then you can feel someone with who's very strong holding your hands behind your back, who you cannot see. Next to the Cambian demon is an imp, and in the back of the room is a spine devil. I look around and go, all right, boys. I only have two holes to start, but if one of you is willing to be my bitch, then we can work something out and I can take three of you. The Cambian seems uninterested in conversing with you. He's looking at a... a you're in a room with a podium in front of a large, like, uh, C-shaped desk with a bunch of high chairs behind it. And he seems to be looking at a space next to the podium going, Damn it, where's the rift? Uh, by the way, just so you're aware... And I look the champion strain that I'm going to stab you. You can try if you can break the hold of my bearded devil friend. No, that's the thing. I know I'm more important than you. I'm not going to die here. I'm going to stab you. Everyone who works for pride thinks they're important. Oh, is someone sad because he's not daddy's favorite? No, I know I'm daddy's favorite. <laughs> uh, and then, so unless you try something, basically an hour goes by and he's just sort of cussing that there's no... What you gather is that there's supposed to be a rift portal that opens up. The whole hour? It's like, and then, when I went down to the Riverlands, when I was young, but a lad. Oh my god. I was maybe, it was maybe after my seventh uh, year of birth, uh, I went fishing for the first time. I was very poor at it. To this day, very poor at it. I did catch a killer whale recently, though. Please shut him up. A hand clamps around your mouth. (laughs) And an hour goes by that way. A rift opens up, and he finally turns. He's like, finally, we can go back. And he turns to you, he's like, look, Pride says we don't have to be nice to you. And we're going to take you through this portal, and there's nothing you can do about it. And it's at that moment that the cavalry arrives, and the two double doors that you think you've been dragged through get kicked open. And you see Bruce and Roy and Bop and Daedalus... And Grim and Evan and some woman you've never met 
as they charge into the room. Would you, you like to say nothing? Uh, you are immediately pushed from the bearded devil to the Cambion, who places his hand around your mouth, and you would say something, which would sound like what? <laughs> and he starts dragging you through the portal. Uh, Bop at some point casts Grease just on the other side of the portal, and you guys are slipping and sliding, but he's still maintaining, maintaining a hold of, strangely enough, your mouth, because you never said anything this whole time, which we all said was kind of weird. Yeah, basically, I think, at this point, I think he actually had to, like, put his hand in your mouth and drag you across Grease. Uh, meanwhile, you saw Bruce and Roy uh, killing a bearded devil and leaping through the portal. Um, but the portal starts to shrink and Roy is trying to dash through the grease and the portal is already too small for for Bruce to go through and so he grabs Roy and he hucks him back to Daedalus whose arms is outstretched and he yanks Roy back through the portal just as the portal winks closed and as you're standing there looking at Bruce who's turning around uh, brandishing a silver stick with a horrifying gleam in both his eyes uh, fire enshrouds you in this Cambian demon and you are teleported away from Bruce. I want to stab this motherfucker so much. You land in a pile in a large entry chamber that looks like it's part of some large castle complex. Lots of gothic art, red and black. You stand before a Cambion demon who, if you're unfamiliar with them from the Dungeon Master's Guide, is a human-shaped being with bat-like wings and little tiny horns. He's so cliche. Yeah, I, I see it. It is like the quintessential stereotypical demon. You are in a pile as the flames go away and you find yourself in this uh, room. You are also surrounded by devils uh, of all types in very gleaming armor. And But as you extricate yourself from this Cambion demon and he extricates himself from you, your initiative roll was what? 22. Damn, because he rolled a 19, which is a total of, oh shit, 23. <laughs> Well, I rolled a 19, and I only have a plus 3, so I'll go fuck myself. Yeah, right? He has a plus 4. He barely beat that one. What a dick. So he immediately turns and uses Fiendish Charm. One humanoid the Cambion can see within 30 feet of it must succeed on a DC 14 wisdom saving throw. You said 14? Yes. 14. Oh, meets it beats, baby. Nice. All right. So he looks at you briefly. He's like, come on, Dylan. You know this is just a friendly visit. And you shake it off, and it's your turn. I'm going to bonus action. It's my insight versus his deception, which, if devil, he might actually have deception. Yeah, this is not exactly the kind of place where you're going to be at the top of your game. Uh, yeah. Deception plus six. Oof. Rolled a 15. 21. Oh, fuck me. I rolled an 18 total. This is, yeah, he's... So I'm not <laughs> going to get my This guy's almost uniquely designed to catch you. It's as if devils are my antesis. Antithesis? I don't know. I don't know how to say that word. Antithesis. Antithesis? I don't know. Don't worry. We're going to cut it out. We'll make you sound smart. Say antithesis. No, I'm not smart. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's been established. You heard him. You heard it. He said it, people. I also don't have great self-esteem. Anyways. uh, So I You heard that, people. You email him. You can find us at torchthetaver.com. The website is live. Uh, My first attack is... uh, Actually, my only attack. I don't have multi-attack. 19 to hit. Okay, uh, that's going to meet and beat, because he has a 19 armor class. Oh my god. Yeah, he's kind of scary. He's very scary. Uh, I deal a total of 8 points of magical piercing damage. Okay, that's cute. Okay, it is now his turn. He brandishes his spear. No. 
and he tries to he just he's just gonna stop fucking with you and go all old school on your ass. So what's your armor class? You said 18. All right, that's a miss. Two melee attacks. Ooh, that's an at 20 though. Oof. Oh, I don't have to confirm shit. That's an old thing. All right, so the he rolls eight piercing damage and five fire on you. The crit adds another three, so it's 11. So uncanny dodge. So that's 16 total, so eight damage. You reduce fire. Five, so seven. You uh, you can feel the this room full of other devils have moved to engage you. They are moving forward with weapons drawn. Um, you are now surrounded by bearded devils weird wielding, uh, we'll call them pitchforks because these are devils, but really it's a trident. Um, when a booming voice that you've not heard says, stop. You heard dad, go to your rooms. The Cambion immediately stands to attention and places his trident at his side. What do you do? Uh, just kind of go, is exit that way or that way? Um... I know Taco Bell's down that way, and... Bring him to me. Hmm, I don't... Yeah, go bring him to them guys, and I point the Cambion. Go, go. Uh, A line of trident-wielding bearded devils is slowly marching you forward at the point of tridents. Ah. Like, just marching you toward the throne area. How did you know that that I chose tridents as my Achilles heel? You sneaky buggers. <laughs> my only weakness. My only, my only weakness. Things that can hurt me. Yeah, it's really the only thing. You get up to the foot of a short staircase leading to a throne of... Uh, but no one's sitting in it. And immediately the Cambion demon takes a knee and he says, Lord Aegis, oh, I bring uh, you Dylan of Griffinport as you commanded. The full title is Marquis Dylan Bennett. Um, Griffinport. <laughs> do you mumble that or say it real loud? Uh, no, I say it just off to the side, like not mumbling it, but like kind of like saying, "Hey, man, you fucked up. Try again. It's okay." From behind the uh, the throne comes a hunched over old man with a white goatee, and unlike Azazel, he doesn't sport anything that that makes him look like a devil. And down this thing steps a man in not particularly flashy robes. Uh, He's older, but there's a part of him that you can sense is regal. And all of the other devils are taking a knee as he comes down these stairs. So, Aegis. Aegis. Okay, Aegean. We need to uh, talk about your internet provider. We have many extra planar deals going on, uh, and for nine ninety nine, we could put you down for a phone line, so you won't have to drag someone to hell to talk to them. Are you truly fearless or just stupid? Uh, no, I'm actually deathly afraid. I just like to talk to cover it up. It works. Yeah, everybody thinks I just don't. I'm not scared. He <laughs> nods at all the devils and he says, "You may leave for now." And be gone, be gone. Thoughts. And he kind of side eyes you. He's like, "Don't push it." Yeah. You guys should listen to us more. When I cross if he makes one wrong move, please spit him, roast him, and feed me his testicles. And the Cambian nods and walks away. See, if you wanted to spit me, you just had to ask politely or take me out to... Wait, I got the date list and Dylan pulls out a piece of funny... Huh, I actually don't have spit roast on me. Huh, what a motherfucker. Well played. I guess you are a devil. <laughs> so, uh, you're gonna need to roll me an arcana that you will fail. Trust me. <laughs> Fuck you. I mean, go ahead. Roll me a religion, too. Just roll me any knowledge skill you may pretend to have. 
I have a 20 mod with uh, Arcana. Sure you do. Uh, no, uh, I've actually trained in Arcana. A 20 mod? Yeah, so uh, 16 plus 4. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like, like mod 20. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you still have never heard of Aegeus, but he's been referred to as Pride. And as far as you know, the only Pride you've met is Azazel. So... Are you his dad? Am I the grandson? This is a weird family reunion. Clever. Yes. Um, I mean, there's a lot of hints, but yes. I'm, I'm not the smartest guy, but I'm also not as dumb as everybody thinks. That's yet to be seen. You've stayed alive this long while working for my son. Careful planning and a betrayal. You invoked me on accident. Did you know that? Did I say daddy too much? Oh, yes, you do. But mainly it was you asked him where I went. Well, yeah, it kind of seemed fucked up. Yeah, and, and that got my attention. He thinks I'm dead. I'd like you to keep that secret. Aegeus starts walking, and he kind of nods for you to follow. I follow. He, and there... I sheathe everything, by the way, because I am not even going to take that chance. Yeah, don't. <laughs> um, and he kind of leads you through a passageway behind the throne room that just sort of, like with this labyrinth, and he's just talking to you while you're walking down it. And he says, My son is impatient. Long ago, he took over hell. What he thought was rightfully his. He felt that I was not doing what I was supposed to. Do you know what that is, Dylan? Uh, well, man, I want to say a bunch of smart-ass shit right now just because of the situation, but I, you're actually not pissing me off. Try just smart shit. Well, my guess is you were the curator of hell, essentially. Rather than leading as an army, you kind of just ran the place. What did he tell you of me? Uh, you were a god. You fell... Not much. I was kind of annoyed with him at the time. Oh, he, he is insufferable and persuasive. Dad? You have some serious daddy issues. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> but you're in the right place. I am the father of your kind. But no, don't call me daddy. If anything, I'm your great, 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 great. You think I won't wait, but I will. Shit, I've lost count. I don't know how long it's been, and to be fair, I probably didn't sire any of you. At least, not in the way you and your nobles like to think of it. Well, Pappy, the way I see it is that you kind of got the raw end of the stick. Do you truly think that? Well, not completely. I actually don't know you that much. Uh, the only uh, witness statement I have is the literal devil of pride. And, and that's a sun. good start. You don't trust me, right? <laughs> Uh, actually, I don't even trust gods anymore. You've never met one. Well, now you have. Well, well, well now I've also, I've also met paladins and read their history, and any god that orders anything that awful makes me question all gods. Ugh, just ignore the books. They were written by your kind. Actually, I was talking about what your son showed me. Oh, yes, the fall. No, I'm talking about the orcs that were slaughtered. Oh, uh, you, mortals have slaughtered each other since the dawn of time. I created mankind because it was supposed to create peace, but it didn't. It's foolish to think that you, as prideful as I encourage anyone who works for me to be, to be the answer to that problem. Yeah, that's fair. So, I am the most powerful being you've ever met, and I will absolve you from needing to deal with that one. How about that? Well, I mean... What are we talking about power ranking-wise? If we're talking against doors, I think Bruce got you by a bit. Who's Bruce? Bruce is complicated to me. Why? Well, <laughs> well, when I met him, didn't have a memory and he kicked my ass. He's actually one of the main reasons I don't work for your son. Must be a powerful personality. Very absolute. And uh, I guess I put him too high on a pedestal and when he came crashing down, it sucked. Interesting. He waves his hand and he's like, 
I wish we had more time, but the truth is, we won't. Sooner or later, if I keep you here, there's always the chance that Azazel will turn his attentions to you, and he will figure out you're in hell, and that will trigger him in some way. So, I don't have that much time to speak with you. Yeah, he's like a dog chasing wagons, and I'm the wagon. There's <sighs> much to tell you. First of all, you're not as special as you think. Oh, for sure. Totally understand. He usurped my place as pride. Do you understand what that means? Took over your domain, robbed you of your power, your youth. No, no I mean, he is pride. He will manipulate you through those means. That's what he's good at. That's what I'm good at. And it's very easy to manipulate someone through pride. Truth be told, it's the laziest of the sins. Do you think that what you're doing is the right thing? Oh, you know what? <laughs> I question it a lot. Have you questioned it with someone whose opinion you value? No. Then he is winning. Chances are you are doing exactly what he wants. The thing is, I'm not playing for the short term anymore. He taught me that. Right. That's what I came to speak to you about. You're aware that your world is in danger? Great danger. I have gathered that you are in a unique position to help stop this. I am weak. My son is in control, and my son, as I stated, is impatient and cruel and clever, and he thinks that the methods that he is taking that I refuse to take are the better ones, but he doesn't realize that things that he has set in motion will destroy the very thing he hopes to control. Needless to say, that doesn't work for me. Would, would you like, uh, and you're more than welcome to refute this after I s state it, but would you like my opinion? Yes. Your son, the way he is, the way he's become, the way he even presents himself, he's a lot like me, except he never learned a lesson. You don't have to follow in your father's footsteps. He is half human, half devil. He got the worst qualities of both. Half what the what? Hey, you meet you know someone, sparks fly. Yeah, I, I had a kid also. Ah, yeah. I Bad. wish I could say that I am proud of it like you seem to be. I wasn't a good dad. I'm 5,000 year old deity. I think you did a better job than I did. Yours is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Much to the dismay of all. My point is this. Are you going to let that beat you? No. I've decided after I visited the grave that I'm not going to allow anything to take away my son's world, even if the world go away my son. All right. You need to tell me everything. In exchange? Wisdom. I'm not offering you any power. Oh, no, I don't want any power from down here. He says, tell me everything. The truth is, and I'm sure Azazel has convinced you, we aren't omniscient. We don't know everything. But I know if you had enough time and power, you would find everything out. So if it's not me, it'll be someone else. I don't have time, Dylan. You don't have time. Well, can I ask you one question? Any number. Provided they're quick. Like I said, we're running low on time. My son, did he get to go to paradise? Of course. That's all I need. Human souls go where they belong. He was half human. That's why I relate to your plight a more little bit more. Humanity is no more special than any other. I just want to be sure. Anyways, you got a chair? This is going to be a minute. We got over a year of podcastery to catch you up on. <laughs> <laughs> so you pull up your, your iPhone and you show him uh, Spotify. Torchlit Torch yeah, Tavern on Spotify.com. Spotify and you guys spend the next uh, devil, um, what is it, a total it of 60 hours? Aegis, once he's heard it all. Do you hold anything back? No reason to. Realistically, he could get the information out of me with one of his devils, so... Aegis looks you deep in the eye after you get done telling the story, and he says, Thank you for telling me this, Dylan. 
Your friend Bruce, I will send agents to see what I can do about getting him back to the material plane, though I suspect he will not trust any that I send. Now, Dylan, do you trust me? Not at all. Good. Here's what comes next. This gentleman, Mr. Grimm, is not lying to you. You should probably stop trying to obstruct him, because the truth is, is if you do not help him, your world as you know it will end. The Fey Realm and the Mortal Realm will collide. Weather will turn into a maelstrom, and your entire mortal races will perish. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Once the material plane collapses, the other planes will collapse in after it, and we will all cease to be. My creator set up the world in this way, and his word is law. And to violate it will undo all of creation, and things have already started to topple. You must put the mantle back in Fae. Oh, I'm planning on it. I'm planning on giving it to a Fae. It's fine, but you've been moving in the wrong direction. You've been stalling. In the end, you shouldn't trust anyone any more than you think. And he kind of gets a far off look. He's like, trusting people can get you in a lot of trouble. But I am not good. And everything I tell you is in my own self-interest, so I can assure you that it's the truth. I don't want your world destroyed. If I'm honest with you... Sir, I think you would have made a damn fine god of humans. I never wanted to be the god of humans. But I think I prefer you than the current guy in charge. You haven't met him. Newman was beautiful. I met his I met his workers. I'm indifferent. I only like one guy, Captain Newman. Oh, this is Daedalus. As I said, don't judge Newman by his followers. They are every bit as foolish as my son. And he kind of smiles. He's like, you mortals can barely understand the concepts that we try to drive into you and the truth is is he is right now if i escaped it wouldn't be any better than what azazel wants at least not to you anyway yeah yeah i I gotta say if you guys weren't evil you'd be pretty cool he says you should trust people near you at least a little more because you will get no help i have used what little power i can to bring you here and i am out of time i can feel azazel's eyes searching for you He's a bad ex-boyfriend. And I want you to remember this. Azazel may not have chose you. You found his rune. You called for him. But how many people do you think turn to the devil every day? There's a reason why he wanted your help. And he puts in your palm a piece of parchment. And he says, I don't recommend you use this, but I'll give you the option. And you are wreathed in fire. And you start to fade away from him, like like you're getting sucked down a drain. This is gonna be interesting, folks. Nah, you gotta give me something better than that. Try again. <laughs> That's better.
Hello, everyone, and thank you again for following us on our journey through another episode of Torchlit Tavern. You've listened all the way to Arc 3, we hope. If not, you can always go back and catch up on what you've missed. First of all, myself and the rest of the members of the Torchlit Tavern would like to say thank you to everyone who listens to us. We love telling our stories, we love your engagement, and we love to entertain you guys, so thank you. Don't forget that if you do enjoy our podcast, please like us, rate us well, share us, tell your friends about us. We have no designs on any grand empire, but we do like telling our story and we'd like to share that with as many people as possible. And you, our beloved listeners, are the gateway through which we can do that. If you're looking for other ways to listen to us, we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcasting service. If you want to engage and find a little bit of extra interaction with the Torchlit Tavern, you can search Torchlit Tavern on Facebook or Twitter. And we have established a Patreon at patreon.com slash Torchlit Tavern. If you'd like to go that little extra mile for us, you can do so there. And we will kick back to you with monthly content updates. This could be anything from narrative expansions, world lore, or even just an insight into the characters of the world themselves. And last but not least, if you want to chat with, compliment, or ridicule one of our lovely players, you can find us at the following locations. All right. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. You can find me, Jameson Oxford, at something something master on Twitter. And you can find me, Ryan, a.k.a. Roy, at RyanSCBSantos on Twitter. And I'm Randall, and if you want, you can follow my uh, inactive Twitter account <laughs> at Argo Omega, or you can just look at the Facebook, and I'll be there. This is Jeff, still playing the Jello Man Skeleton himself. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter that I never use at Big underscore J underscore The Bad Man. You know, I think maybe I should have my own Twitter. You shut up. It's not. Time for this things. God. You can definitely find me at the Torchlit Facebook. I'll be there. No, I'll be there. Somebody will be there. And thanks for tuning in. Fuck you, Warlock.